What a great collection of books that we have to I I really I like the fact that I set them all out ahead of time today because I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, "Oh yeah." Isn't that a nice like stack of books? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a potent episode because I've got some specific questions about some of these. Like uh -oh. now that we're getting into the nitty-gritty, and right. I have my own uh my own little surprise for the uh for the listeners at least uh, about Ooh. one of them. So all right. Wow, that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, we're gonna get and some of them, and some of them we've covered already. But it's it's gonna be nice to go back and like kind of kind of refresh ourselves on a few of these things. Yeah, remember? Well, I don't want to give away yeah. anything that's coming up on the list. But do you remember that one episode we did where I like r opened one out of like I I crinkled the cellophane and tore I, it open? I definitely yes. do. Oh man, that was a <laughs> and that that book is on the list today. Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna do the intro, and that'll just bring you guys in. We're old hands at this now. We know how to do this. Yes. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and welcome back to part two of last week's episode. That's right. We are here to count down numbers 10 through one of the 20 most rare slash unusual Berenstain Bears books ever. And of course, I'm not going to like... I mean, it's no surprise. I'm not going to bring on some randos to finish up the list. I'm not going to like uh, suddenly like swerve to the left to be like, here's some people who don't know anything about Berenstain Bears collecting. No, of course not. I have Bradley and Jeremy back with me today to finish out this list. Hello, guys. Yeah, I was just uh, I was I was hitchhiking down the street and this bearded guy just said, get, get in my car and talk about this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes that feels like how I get guests on the show. <laughs> well, we've all been thinking it as listeners, so now now that you're, our, our suspicion is confirmed. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, now that you guys have had a week to think about this, I'm going to expect some brilliant insights into a few of these into a few of these books. Well, I will try, but I will say the the greatest thing that you did in post on last week's episode was adding the little banjo sound before <laughs> uh, we announced each one, and I hope that you will yeah. do that in this episode as well because that was really cool. I love it. Reminds it. me that the first thing we have to do when we move on to a new number is say the title of the book. Say the title of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I think we forgot it a couple of times last yep. week. And what's wonderful about this episode is that since we last recorded, nothing distracting has happened in the world to take our minds off Berenstain Bears. It's just been I love how you light like, as a feather. First episode of 2021, fresh start, and fresh yeah, start. Like, the, the the last uh, week or so has just been you know like perfect in, yep, in our world. Yeah. No, I, I will say that when I was listening to the episode to get it up, and it, I started off the episode by saying it's 2021. First episode recording 2021, and we are start. It's going to be a, a, a all positive going through. As I was posting it, I was like, "Should I should I re-record this intro? Should I do it because <laughs> this just sounds very in bad taste." Now, nope. In the Berenstain Bears world, at least things are moving right along. So, uh, shall right. we move right along to number ten? Oh, let's do it. Let's go to um, number ten. So what do we have here? On I have a lot of questions about number 10. So what do we have here at number 10? Number 10 is the Berenstain Bears Storybook Treehouse. So what is this? Thing? Tell me tell me what this thing actually is. Because it looks to me just like a standee of the bear's house with a few lift the flaps. I feel it's the least durable book ever made. <laughs> is it actually a book? 
It is well. I mean, it's no. You you are right in saying that it's like just a a standee. It's um it's a it's one plank of cardboard with like these flaps on the back that allows it to stand up. Okay. And then each individual story. So you open the flaps, and there are like little short books here, like ten page um stories. So mm -hmm. it's not one book; it's actually four. So each window and door is a standalone book. Mother, mama, sister, brother, and papa. And they're, are they attached to the cardboard? Yes. Yes. Oh, so I the last see. page is like the glued the down. Yeah. Oh, wow. but the, but they're but they're not cardboard books. Like these are paper books. Yes. Yes. That the sounds like dangerous. Like for like that's not going to hold together very well after a while, is it? No, mine, and that's mine cracked. That's one of the reasons why it's so rare is that um, this was very easily destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for listeners at home, imagine a, a, a lift the flap book, but behind each flap is a multiple page book sort of stapled together and then glued in there. But like just on like regular paper paper, it's like no. one 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 good tug and you're either going to rip out some pages, you're going to rip off the covers or just the it looks like the cardboard itself is just going to rip. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, Phil, if people want to see this up close, they can go to www.berenstainbearscollectors.com and follow along with this episode or just peruse the list. And they'll, there's a really nice up close picture of this. Yeah. I do, I do love this book, though. I, it was 1983 uh, or 1982. I'm sorry. Sold for $3.95, which like for the prices it goes for now. Oh, I, I bet. Bought, like 10 of them back then. But uh to me, like, 82 through, like, 86 is, like, my prime of mm. Berenstein Bears, I'd say. Yeah, it looks like it has a cover price of three ninety five, right, by the copyright. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I assume that most places were selling it for slightly mm. less. Uh, but so you would just find this in a bookstore or a toy store? Or... Yeah. Yeah, we think wow. so. I don't know. This was a little bit before my time. So I, I didn't pick this up until I really got serious about collecting, like, probably when I was in college. Yeah, I got it at the bookstore, at the book nook in Fredonia, New York, when I was a kid. <laughs> so can you tell me anything about these? Are these stories? Are these, like, what's going on with these tales? Yeah, so like Papa Bear's, it's called Papa Bear's First Love, and it's a really simple story. Papa Bear loves honey. Uh -huh. Almost any kind will we do. Know that. Yeah. Of all the kinds made by the bees, he's discovered quite a few. So he goes out and he checks out a bunch of different... Um, fruit plants and he finds them um the the bees making the honey and he sneaks up on them and he tries to take some and he finds out that um it's actually like choke cherry flavored honey oh, um is that it, good or bad it's bad and he, bad. Spits, he spits it out and he's like fine the bees can keep the choke berry there oh goodness i see a poo he yells yep. <laughs> And that last, the last page of the Papa one, that's why I picked it, is like a really good illustration. Oh, like, yeah. Like spitting it out. It's that like... is great. So this, these are, these are pretty nicely illustrated little books. Oh, yes. yeah. This is, so this isn't, this isn't some like half-hearted thing. This is a, this is a legit Berenstain Bears Oh, absolutely. Release. Do they advance the continuity at all? Are there any characters introduced? Anything we've never seen before in these books? No. And, okay. and there's... Like the one about sister is really just sister playing with hand puppets um, and stuffed animals. Um, the one about brothers, just him playing with a model train and, and his forest friends. They kind of help him build it. Um, but it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's rare. I assume that's that's the whole reason it's on this thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty rare. I haven't seen one of these in in quite a while. Oh, really? Uh, what do they tend to go for when they do show up? Oof, more than three ninety five. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say at least fifty bucks. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing, and you know, so this is something. This is something that a slightly more serious collector is going to pursue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be something that you just like you grab because you're just in the mood for a new Berenstain Bears tchotchke. <laughs> Correct. Well worth it though. I I think this is just a really funky, like fun. It looks cool on the shelf. It's a fun talk. Like when somebody comes to see my collection, it's one of those pieces I pull off the shelf and show them that everyone likes. Doesn't matter if you're a Berenstain Bears fan or not. It's just a unique piece of memorabilia. Well, yeah, and regardless of the uh, like like depth of the story, these are four stories that don't appear anywhere else. So correct. If you want these, here's your here's your only opportunity. This is the only avenue to you reading about Mama Bear's trunk. What's in the trunk? You'll have to buy the Berenstain Bears Storybook Treehouse to find out. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, I just love the treehouse itself. You know what I mean? Like anything that shows the treehouse like this, yeah. I just love. No, it's 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 actually a really cool piece if you can find it not torn apart by children. Yep. <laughs> Good luck for that. All right, moving on. What is number nine? That's my cue. The Berenstain Bears family favorites. Sing along, play along. A my play a tune book. Now I believe we've taken a look at this before. We have. Yeah, this is this is your. Uh, it comes with a bunch of songs, and you follow along with uh, with uh, sheet music on a what is this a built-in piano? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Mine's not working. It. If you listen close, you can hear. It's really soft. So this is 1990. Yeah. But even and though it's 1990, I feel like it still retains like that classic look before it started to feel a little bit more mass produced. Yeah, I, I look at this and I feel like they had the idea for this in like the 80s and it just didn't come out until 1990. It looks right. very vintage. There. Right, right. They they definitely had more sophisticated things by 1990, but they still went ahead with this. Um, and I don't care. I love it. It's so great. Had to wait until Baba Black Sheep went into the public domain. Was it public domain? <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're, we're, we're going to wait it out. Eventually, Baba Black Sheep will be available, and then we can finally put out this Berenstain Bears. Because these songs, these are not Berenstain Bears specific songs. These no. are no, they're nursery all, rhymes. Um, nursery rhymes and folk songs. Row, row, row your boat, yeah. like I just played. And uh, Baba Black Sheep is one of them. And um, uh, Three Little Kittens, Wheels on the Bus, I'm a Little Teapot, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little star you get the idea yeah so and these are these illustrations though are original to the book on each page these are that's correct yes and there is a little blurb of text corresponding with each song oh okay they are like the illustrations are super generic though they kind of look like posters or calendar mm. images like the calendars doesn't look oh, like the I calendars they, yeah like i i'm pretty sure that stan and jan didn't actually illustrate this or they they maybe illustrated the bears and then somebody did the background art oh really right. yeah so it looks like does it look like repurposed art or well and some like of them it's just here. really boring like oh just... i see there's a couple more. I feel details. like I've seen that brother sister picture before in other, or at least uh, variants on it, like in various prayer books or or yeah. later religious things. Uh, this last all... page, though, I love this last page where they're on the. They're um. Oh, oh yeah, they're they're going over the river and through the woods, and it's yeah. this beautiful winter scene, and they're being pulled in a, a horse-drawn sleigh, and um, yeah, that's probably the best illustration in the book. Yes. So it doesn't look cheap. It just looks a little uh, a little. I guess 19, 
90s to me. It looks like uh, what you would expect to find in a in a officially licensed musical book. Uh, I assume the reason it's rare is because it's hard to find one that's in working order. Yeah, and I suspect they didn't make a lot of them. Um, and like you said, once they, they stop working, most people just throw them away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also got one of these plastic comb binders. Oh, which is the and worst. These, these get brittle and break, and so I assume that a lot of people's broke and they threw them away. Um, yeah. Those those honeycomb binding clip things are terrible so if you if you find one with a broken binding though it is replaceable you can you can get a new honeycomb binder yep that's true yeah uh but then you've you've altered the original product and it is no longer i didn't know, I didn't know that <laughs> so uh so brad how yeah. often do these show up even even broken oh man i i would say this is like maybe only the second or third copy i've ever had my first one was a very very beat up one but mm-hmm. i just got it because it was um yeah. available sure. and then a few years later a, a much better one came along and um and then i was able to resell my old one to somebody in our collectors group but man i haven't seen one of these and this is one i just think is so cool because i'm a music teacher so oh. i i look for this one from time to time and every time i do my internet searches i can't find a single copy of it anywhere. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you look for it because you use it as an educational aid in your high school music classes? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. It's a little bit simple for um, my high school classes, but that's not a bad idea. Maybe I should incorporate it into a lesson at, at some point because I'm sure my students would really enjoy that. Yeah, they'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would all appreciate that. If there's one thing a high school student loves, it's being patronized to by an adult by being <laughs> handed a children's book. Um, all right. That's, I mean, it's cute. It's very cute. But but uh, uh, moving on, number eight is is a very special entry that we have discussed. You dropped a hint about it earlier. And uh, what do we have at number eight? Number eight is Papa's Pizza, a oh. Berenstain Bears sniffy book from 1978. Now, this is a big deal in the Berenstain Bears book yes. world. Yes. Uh, this is probably the most famous sort of rare unusual book this is the one that everyone when you start collecting starts looking for it's like can i get a copy of papa's pizza it's a scratch and sniff book it Mm -hmm. has scratch and sniff stickers inside of it and spoiler alert there's two very different versions of it there's the six cent edition and the eight cents edition and of course the eight cent with eight scented stickers was the original the more rare one and then they tried to make it a little cheaper and they cut it down a little bit and the second version or second edition only has six scratch and sniff stickers in it so if you're really looking for the rare one you want the eight sticker edition or if you're a true collector like us you gotta have both so brad the original version does not have a UPC on the back. So did it come with different packaging that you had to open to get to the book? Because the six cent version does have a UPC on the back. Yeah, remember it was in that shrink wrap. And then yeah. the, um, I believe the, the code would have been maybe, uh, well, I don't know. Because yeah. it had to have been, yeah, in some sort of cardboard or plastic wrap. Um, and then the... Um, the barcode would have been on that. Right. You're, you're, you are, that's a really good point, Jeremy. The, the barcode is on the six cent edition on the back cardboard cover, whereas the uh, eight cent is not. Now, I've, I'm looking at the images you have on, on BerenstainBearsCollectors.com, and it looks like, so the original eight 
scratch and sniff version is spiral bound. And then the later version has that plastic, uh, plastic binding. Right. But also it looks like one of the eight fragrance versions is spiral bound in yellow. And one of them is spiral browned in white. Is there a difference there? Well, I don't have, uh, a s- is there a version of the eight one with the yellow? I feel like the eight yeah. one was always yeah. white. Oh, really? No, no, I have a here. Hang on. So I have the eight, scent version in the spiral bound both white and yellow okay. Oh, okay and then the six scent version has that plastic yeah c- comb or um spiral thing right. but is the is the eight scent version is the yellow or white more or less valuable than the other is is one rarer than the other or do we not know well i don't think there's any difference between them i don't i don't know um on the <laughs> yeah. white spiral binding there's a a price on the back that says 295 on the yellow one there is not they both have um an isb number written on the back again just written not a barcode but then i was also thinking 1978 jeremy like were they putting barcodes on on books yet i have Uh, like a sticker on mine mine has like a little sticker at the bottom oh look at that oh yeah mine mine is actually printed um on on the actual but so mine, this is a, okay, so this one is a third edition, third mm. printing, and then the white one is first edition. Okay, so this is the first edition here. The one oh, with we, the white. So we white. both have the first edition. What? See? Does, does yours, well, like, look. It pays look at to ask numbers. questions. Check the numbers on your title page there. Does it go for all the way from one to zero? Yeah. Okay, then that's a first two to zero. It goes oh, two to, to so that's so a second se- second second edition. edition. Yeah. Yep. So I've got a first printing first edition, and then I've got a third printing. Now, so Brad, they, which which two fragrances are not in the sixth? Oh, right. You know what? Okay, that's the big question. Okay, so um, let me you you guys talk for a second. I'm going to figure that out. And while Brad's figuring that out, I do want to say my sixth cent version is directly from Mike Bernstein's yes. house. Uh, we were we Still were shrink wrapped. We were fortunate to have those uh, sent along with us uh, from Mike himself. Shrink wrapped editions of of the the bears and uh, being a scratch and sniff book. I mean that's one of your that's one of your because those stickers they just get worn away like after a while those scratch and sniff spots. So right like as collectors, if you can find it still wrapped up, you're you're in you're in luck. <clears throat> okay, I've got the answer here. Okay, can I guess? Yes, you no no. Let me let me preface this by saying they do not remove any illustrations or text from the book. They simply don't put two of the stickers in. So the story wow. is the same. It's wow. not any fewer pages. They just got cheap and did it with fewer stickers. Because my six cent version is sealed still yeah. from oh. Mike's house. So I'm totally guessing. My guess is that the scents not in the second one are the smoke and the pepper. It's smoke and mushroom. Oh, wild. I was now, right. I, I, I want to clarify when I say they didn't change the story, they don't change the story, but they do take the line out about can you smell the smoke? Yeah. So here's like the smoke page yeah. and they talk about how, oh, he made a fire and blah, 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 whatever. And then the one with the smoke version has one extra line and it oh. says, can you smell the smoke? Scratch and sniff. And then the picture of the cloud of smoke is a scratch and sniff sticker. Whereas on the six cent version, there's just a picture of a cloud of smoke, but it's not a scratch and sniff sticker and it doesn't tell you to scratch and sniff it. And this must have been a series because I do have a Smurf book from this series also. Oh, the really? Sni- the Sniffy book. So they must, Random House must have come out with a few different ones. At least now a couple. It, it says in BerenstainBearsCollectors.com, you have written that uh, 
that this is especially cool because it's the only scratch and sniff book uh, that the Berenstains ever released. Yeah, and correct. that is true, but it will not be true for long. For as Mike what? revealed, as what? Mike revealed uh, to me in our interview, there is another scratch and sniff book on its way. Wow, that is awesome. They are currently working on a new Berenstain Bears scratch and sniff book. And I asked him, has the tech increased? Like, is there is there different? Is technology different now? It's been a, a, a whole generation since the last book, and he said he'd or two. Sure. He, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't really sure, but uh, but it, yeah, it does. It does make me wonder the fact. Like when I scratch my stickers, they still smell. And yes. this book is forty-two years old. Um, I don't know what sort of chemicals they were using back then to get them to smell, but it's probably <laughs> probably horribly uh, dangerous. In this world of COVID, I just keep thinking about what am I inhaling right now? Right, what am I right. sniffing? I always love the oregano one. Oh, that's a good they, one. They probably took out the smoke and the mushrooms because those contained a chemical that are like terrible I for know. children to be in. Well, and and I don't think the mushroom one ever smelled much anyway. That's like one that in every copy of every book I've ever had, it basically didn't have a smell. I mean, think about the smell of mushroom. I like, know. What is it supposed to be? I mean, yeah, I guess they're like, what's the smell of pepper? Oh, it's very it's, strong. It smells like pepper. It oh, does smells it? Like I, pepper, just, I don't yeah. think of pepper as having a smell. I think of it as having like an effect, but not a smell. No. So the smoke one was very strong too. The smoke one is strong too. That's why I was bummed they took the smoke one out because, like, even like the tomato one doesn't smell right. very like. What does a tomato smell like? You know. Yeah. Well, you the final one's actually the pizza, right? And it kind of like does smell like a pizza. Like. Oh, it does. The last one is pizza, like an actual pizza scent, yeah. and it's good. That's a good one. I'm gonna add that I may have mentioned this when we actually covered this book, but my favorite scratch and sniff smell ever was my sister had a bunch of Garfield scratch and sniff stickers and there was one it was Garfield and he was holding a uh, like a chicken leg like a giant chicken leg and uh, and when you smelled it it didn't smell like fried chicken but it smelled like a cartoon idea of fried chicken and I can oh. still like imagine like it's that like sort of like platonic ideal of what fried chicken should smell like is, awesome. is in this Garfield book so or a Garfield sticker uh, I think I stole it from my sister eventually but uh, let's move on uh, to number seven. What is big number seven? Number seven is the Berenstain Bears and the Secret Clubhouse. But wait, what is, is this just a regular, regular book? No. no, this is a Color Forms book from the series My First Color Forms Books. And wow. those are those little plastic, sticky um, things that were popular in the 80s and the 90s that um, were used more. I was thinking more like in activity kits and, and posters. I'd never really seen Color Forms books, books before. Yeah. yeah, but there's a whole sheet of Color Forms that you get with your... Um, with your book and you can put the, the the pictures of all the different characters and animals um into the scene and it, it's they're really cool yeah so uh, i can't find any pictures online of the interior of this book so is it like just is it a story and you can kind of put the bears throughout the tale or is it like, how is it structured or have you ever opened up the book is it still sealed yeah, they like go, uh, brother and sister go um, tiptoeing through the forest and they um, to find their secret clubhouse on Berry Island. Mm -hmm. And they meet a bunch of their friends like Cousin Freddy, Lizzie Bruin, Queenie McBear, and they have like a picnic lunch. Oh. Yeah, it's only uh, six pages long. Well, and, and, and there's a lot of color forms in here. There's like 
30 different color forms wow. on, on the sheet. So you can put a lot of them on a page or put a few on every page. Um, I only have like four in my copy. And, and <laughs> oh, wow. This, the particular copy that I have, I, it still has the original sheet in it. Oh, that's and oh then, I see. Like where they were peeled from? Exactly. And then the, this, the kid who um, put the color forms in did a really good job. Aww. Like he's, the, the animals are climbing on the branches of the trees. and um, So these color forms are stuck where this last child left them? And I have not moved them. Like the bird on top of the clubhouse. Um, whoever did this did a really good job. So I have made a point not to move them. And also as a collector, I want to mention that in this series, there were three Berenstein Bear books in this series. Oh, okay. And when Brad, I now Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, but in your, in your original bibliography, I feel like this the secret clubhouse wasn't in there. Wasn't that a book that we found like a little bit later? Yeah, the first one that I knew about was Messy, Messy Room. Right. Um, not to be confused with regular, just Messy Room, but it does right. tell basically the same story. Um, but then Secret Clubhouse and Forest Friends are more rare, but definitely Secret Clubhouse is the most rare. Um, so my original bibliography probably came out before I knew about Secret Clubhouse at all. I suspect that's the one that wasn't on my original list. And I'm going to assume that these are especially rare to find in any kind of completed form. Like in, yeah. to find a color form set with all the color forms is has got to be just a, a, a miracle if you come across it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I just love it so much. I wish I had my color forms right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, a little, little bit of a, a flex here, a humble brag. I do have like the sheet of color forms for all three of them. I've found that's awesome. Good enough copies that the oh, the, I see the sheet that goes with Forest Friends, Messy Messy Room, and Secret Clubhouse are all intact. So I basically have most, if not all, of the actual color forms. Nice. So this, yeah, that's kind of a collectible that you've got to just sort of develop. Put together piecemeal, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. You're like, if you ever, like, I took, I've had a couple copies of Messy Messy Room and I made sure to, like, transfer all the color forms to one copy to make sure I have all of them or most of them. That's awesome. Nice, nice. Uh, all right. Well, I, 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 anyone w trying to collect all the color forms, I wish you nothing but the best. Fingers crossed. Good luck. Yes. Uh, that's number uh, seven. What is number six? Oh, this is a treasure. The Berenstain Bears Magic Picture Riddle Book. So yes. I'm looking at this thing, and it looks like this is a variant on, kind of a variant on the uh, on the other book we covered where pictures appear by magic, except this is like a slightly lower tech version of it. Yes, it, and it involves um, using a pencil. And you know what I really should do is take some pictures of the interior and... Um, add it to the website because it's it's hard to explain what you do is you take a pencil and you sort of like scratch and uh the 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 image that the blank page or the blank spot on the page is where an image appears it's it's pretty darn cool yeah and it, and, it, and have you ever done this have you ever seen it work or yes i've done a few of them like so for example on mine i have some that are so what you do so if i take this picture of like uh, Papa Bear, and then the other half of the page is blank. I flip it over, and I take my pencil, and I scratch on the completely blank side of the page. So I actually take my pencil on this side. Okay. And then on the flip side of the page, a picture will be revealed. So let me show you one that I've done. So I take my pencil, and I scrape, 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 scratch here, 
and then it appears on the other side of there look at that papa diving into the lake yeah wow i think that's brother bear or is that i'm sorry that's brother bear Man, you, think, you would think by now, after all the years, Brad, you'd know to be able to tell the difference between two of your favorite bear characters. Well, I, I was looking. I just saw like the chubby butt. <laughs> I saw sorry. the I saw the chubby butt. And I just assumed it was Papa. But yeah, if you look at the face, I wasn't looking at the face. Okay, forgive me. I'm starting forgive to question me. your dedication to the Baron's name Bears, Bradley. That's it. <laughs> Okay, here's 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 Papa in in the water. Oh, with, with so his you hat. actually you actually went through and did this to your collectible. Only to a few of the pages, though, because it doesn't look cool unless you demonstrate like the actual, um, you know, thing. Do you? So, and you have a copy of this as well, Jeremy. Yes, I have a, a few things to add. Um, this is probably from eighty four, eighty five, right, Brad? Yeah, and, um, about that. Uh, I don't remember the exact eighty five. Yeah. And three books came out kind of in this format. So there's the Magic Picture Riddle book, the Paint with Water, and then the Stamp Fun. We're all this kind of rectangular shape. Oh, I see. And uh, I do remember when we found this one, because on Brad's original bibliography, this was listed as Scribble Magic, I believe. That's right. This is the one that the title was wrong, and for the longest time, we didn't know what this book was or what it looked like. Yeah. So one showed up for sale on Amazon under the ISBN, and I just bought it blindly. And I think it was like for a lot of money. So I bought the book, and then when it got shipped to me, we realized, because this cover, before I bought this book, the cover was nowhere online, nor, oh, really? nor the right title. Title. No one knew about this book. That's, so when it got shipped right. to us, you know, then Brad found one. You didn't. You found one pretty quickly after, didn't you? Yep. I think. Yeah. And once that, you know that. Once you know the title, I guess it's a little easier to find. So what is scribble magic then? Nothing, right? Well, you just scribble, and by magic, the picture appears. But is that like an official term? Is that yeah, actually what it's called, or? It might oh. have been listed wrong somewhere, like in the Library of Congress. Maybe that was a working title. Oh, or Amazon, yeah. I think maybe Amazon had it listed wrong. That originally. could be. We we don't really know because there is no book called Scribble Magic. And yeah, if there is. is no... I don't want to know because that means we don't have it. <laughs> no, there's there's no Scribble Magic. There's no Scribble Magic. The Scribble Magic left this world decades ago. We uh, there's no Scribble Magic left in this land. Only because the the barcode is the same. The ISBN. Oh, I see. Is, is this book? So there's no way that. Oh, you know. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because that's something Jeremy has like double checked and triple checked uh, ISBNs and Library of Congress records. So yeah. yeah. So the other books you showed, Jeremy, those are part of the same like series. It's the same era. Oh, I, I guess see. it's the same era. Okay. And, They're not uh, quite as rare, but they are both a little rare, right, Brad? All three of them. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd say um, maybe Stamp Fun is the least rare of the three. Right. I love all three of them. Are they Again, the same? Are they the same company? Yeah, Happy House. Oh, ha- those are Happy House. Okay, that Happy House name pops up quite a bit in the old Berenstain Bears world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a subsidiary of Random House. Um, so it was like their children's division for a while. So anything that says Happy House, uh, basically a lot of the Random House books from that time period, especially um, activity and coloring books, were labeled with Happy House. But when you look at the actual copyright info, it's a subsidiary of Random House. Right. These were a dollar twenty nine originally, and the stamp fund was a dollar forty nine. I do like the I do like the implication that like life is pretty random. Sometimes you got to get happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you go from random house to happy house where things are a little colorful, a little wackier, but a little happier too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what moving on, uh, we have got a, a book that, okay, if you are a listener to this show and you have listened to the collector's episodes, you have been privy 
you have been privy to a saga already uh, when it comes to book number five. So without further ado, what is book number five? The Berenstain Bears Fun Book, published by Golden in 1995. The old fun book. Now, I was there. I was... I was a par- not part of this, but I was already doing the show. Yes. And when you guys were still like working out if this thing was even an actual entity in the world, like if this thing existed within our universe, because it was just just a name, wasn't it originally? It was the ISBN. Once mm. again, it was in the Library of Congress, but no one ever saw it anywhere, ever. Yeah. It, this was a this was I remember doing the live show in uh, Austin, Minnesota. And uh, Brad just basically begging the audience, like, if you ever hear about this book, please let me know. I will pay a thousand dollars for it. Now, the and, only reason I thought there might be one is because there was there was a Bugs Bunny fun book that right. we found on the internet. Well, and and the thing is, like, that's so funny, Phil, that you remind me of when that was because that was about five years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like now I've had this book forever, but I forget that it really wasn't that long ago, and we searched for this book for so long, and. Jeremy and I had kind of convinced ourselves that maybe it didn't exist because even Mike Berenstain said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, We have no records of that here um, at, at in the Berenstain bears, um, you know, studio archive. And we just thought that maybe it never got made or maybe it was just a a misprint, but it does exist. And um, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Cause sometimes titles will go on Amazon and they'll get listed, but then when they're not released, the title stays up. Correct. There's a, there's yeah. a few books like that. Yeah, like the, yeah, there were, um there was going to be a a Halloween coloring book about right. 10 years ago or 15 years ago and they they listed it on on Amazon. They even had an ISBN number listed for it and then it just never came out. And it didn't come out like 6 months or a year later. It was never released. But it can be very confusing if somebody right. saw that and just thought that it existed um and got put it on a list somewhere. So we thought maybe that happened with this book, but it didn't. It yeah. does exist. There was also a scavenger hunt title, I believe, and then like a fifth one in like the recy- like recycle it. Yep. Mm. That, that wow, that's a good memory. Yeah, there was going to be a fifth do it book oh, in really? that series. Yep, that never came out. And then there was one called the Berenstain Bears Scavenger Hunt. And we have no idea what that was or was going to be. Wow. Yep. Um, you know, someday if I ever have some free time, I'm gonna go back to Pennsylvania and go through Mike's archives. <laughs> yes, and say. There's, there's gotta be back. sketches somewhere. Mike, yeah. if you're listening, keep your eye open for the scavenger hunt. Now correct me if I'm wrong, was not was this book not discovered in a Mike Berenstain like file cabinet? Like just stuck between some drawings? Exact. That's exactly right, and that's why I s- said that some of these books that never did come out, there's got to be at least um, sketches or drafts of them somewhere. Because I, as I mentioned earlier, I'd been communicating with Mike about this book, and I just said he was like, "It doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about." And I said, "Well, just keep an eye out for it." Mm-hmm. Right. And and one day, um, he or his assistant Eleanor was down in the archives looking for something else, and like in between two other things. This book comes falling out. Several copies of it, actually. Um, so yeah. um, he, so generous, so kind. Um, I asked him, 
Mike, would you send me three copies? Mm. I need one. Jeremy needs one. And I want to make sure that this book isn't forgotten to history. So I want to donate a copy of it to the Strong Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. And he did that. He sent me three copies. Yeah. Um, so the three, the copy that I have and Jeremy has and the copy that is now um, in the archives at the Strong are the three that Mike gave us. With and our I, names attached. Yeah. With our names attached because I put all three of our names on it because That's we donated so it the day that we went there to the museum. That's the day we made the actual donation. And I always write in the flap of my book the day that a book comes into my possession. So I got this October 31st, 2016. Wow. Well, that's my birthday. Yes. Wow. How cool is that? What a wow. great, what a great thing. And, and, and uh, officially my only contribution to academia. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There it is. All right. So that was number five. Uh, just, it's great to always remember the fun book because it was such a such a bizarre chapter in Berenstain Collector's uh, history. But uh, moving to number four, we have what is probably my favorite on this list, and it's my favorite to such an extent that I actually just bought uh, a little piece of this of this special weird collection. Oh. What is what is number four? The Berenstain Bears go shopping. The Berenstain Bears go shopping. But this isn't just a book. It's a book that contains continuity illustrations we've never seen before, but that have the like toys that go along with these weird illustrations. Yeah, they go shopping uh to uh in town to Bear Fashions Galore, Bear, Bear Country's hottest clothing store, and they decide <laughs> to get a whole new look. And it's a crazy look. And they licensed this into a a plush toy property. So you can buy the Berenstain Bears stuffed animal family wearing the alternate outfits that are premiered in Go Shopping. And it's funny because this, the Berenstain Bears Go Shopping is not a common book. It's not... Oh right, the Berenstain Bears go shopping. It's not the Berenstain Bears. It's not the spooky old tree. It's no. not no girls allowed. It's not. It's not one of the books people think about when they think of Berenstain Bears. Yet they didn't do this for any of the other books. Just this one. This one random book has a stuffed animal tie-in uh, of the Berenstain Bears wearing alternate clothes. And hold on one second, guys, because and Brad, wasn't this one where at first we didn't know where it came from, and then finally you put two and two together correct because there's no isbn there's no yeah. copyright info yeah it just says made in hong kong and it has a weird like punch hole in the upper yep. left oh weird i have in my hand oh. the mama bear she was on sale i think it was on that website you were mentioning jeremy the, the Mer, Mer, mercari, mercari. mercari. Yep. i just the i worst. flipped i flipped onto it just to see like what was around and someone had the mama bear for sale for i think eleven dollars and I was like, you know what? I never get anything Berenstain Bears. I just don't collect things like this. Uh, but she was so bizarre and so cute that uh, that I picked her up. So, so that is awesome. So for eleven bucks, I now have a little bit of weird Berenstain Bears. And what's funny is the only Berenstain Bears stuffies I have, I have two Mama Bears now. I have regular Mama Bear, and I have I have. I think I'm going to change my life. Now nah, I'm probably not going to make any changes yep. in my life, Mama Bear. Yep, and that's what's <laughs> kind of cool about this book is that they just do it for this 
one story and then of course like every other but they go right back to their their normal clothes which we would expect of them but um it's it's just really cool and this is yeah so like and when you get the book there's this little punch hole in the corner which shows that like it was attached to something it was just like attached to you know with, with a one of those plastic ties um onto the the bear family or in the box or, or whatever I don't, I don't i've never seen the original packaging so we don't know no we don't know how this we don't know how this book came about like were the we don't know if these bears were originally sold like all were they sold all together or did they each come with a copy of this book or see that's a great question i don't yeah. know if it was like a whole family or if you could buy the book with just sister or just mama um it they were made by the so the plush toys were made by chosen and that's the company that they had a contract with to make other plush toys about this time period in the early 90s so when you put the um the go shopping version of mama papa sister and brother right next to the chosen version of regular mama papa sister and brother you see they're the same bear same shape same style just with different clothes okay i would love for i mean you know i would love for like mike or whoever has access to the business files to just see like what this originally was i want to know like what because this wasn't this was what 90 94 94 94 94, yep so this was an ancient bear history this was this was mid 90s uh there have to be images of this product somewhere i i don't know i'm i'm very curious about it but you can like i i saw that you were just googling it and you you can't find and that's one of the reasons why i think yeah this list is so important because um i have people all the time and they're and they say to me hey can you just send me a picture of go shopping because i don't know what it looks like Mm -hmm. because even when you google it you can't yeah. find it so yeah, now there's people... nothing there's nothing yeah. out there and one just sold for like 50 bucks right Brad? Yep. What... so it's just the man i just i am i am confounded by this book i just i love that i love that it's from the mid 90s and yet there's nothing out there on it and something i want to tie into the last book which i forgot to say for the fun book is that one has only come up once our friend rebecca what's her last name erbling actually had a copy yeah ebling ebling yep. ebling oh actually has a copy yeah so you know, these are so rare that in all of our collecting, like that book's only come up once and then go shopping comes up very, very rarely. Too. Wow. I, I, and actually, yeah, I hate to I hate to go back, but uh, Jeremy makes a really good point because even after Mike gave us those copies of Fun Book, it didn't prove that that book was ever released. Mm. So it wasn't until we met somebody else who had it in their collection that right. said, yeah, I bought this um, back in, you know, 1994 at this store or whatever. Yep. That we knew that it had made it to market. And what state does she live in? Was it like Iowa or something? Missouri. Missouri. Wow. I, my memory's terrible today, but yeah, she's awesome. So I want to give her a shout out on the podcast. All right. Well, I already spoiled it a little bit because I had my share screen up, but uh, <laughs> but moving on from this fascinating collection of stuffies, uh, what is the third book in the rare rarest Berenstain Bears books collection? What is number three? The Berenstain Bears toy animals. The Berenstain Bears toy animals. Are you guys squeaking those? They're not working very well. <laughs> my my squeaker is just about broken. So this is a this is a bath book uh, for those who cannot picture it. They these are books made of the same material that like an inflatable pool would be made out of, and uh, and colored very brightly and 
toy animals would seem to make noise if squeezed properly. Uh, I assume another book in the series, Toys and Noises, also makes a noise. Yes. Yeah, and like the same noise. <laughs> like, yeah. They, they, they make the squeaking sound because in the one book they say, um, and chicky too, and then you squeeze the page. And in the other book it says, peep, peep, it's a rubber chicky. And that squeaker's broken on that button. Oh. The, the toy animal's tone's a little bit lower than the toys and no noises one. <laughs> I wonder if that was deliberate or if that's just the degrading of the materials. Or... <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, so this is from Stallwood Toy Company. Uh, and you said here that they also made a few more Berenstain Bears toys? They did, yeah. There's a handful of... Uh, they've got some... Um, like... like uh... <laughs> Squeak Woo! toys, just um, like so. This is a a Papa Bear um, squeeze toy that's made out of uh, plastic or rubber, and um, there were a, a handful of toys that they made they uh, at the same time, all all about 1984. Okay, and their 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 specialty was squeeze toys, I assume, or baby items, because there's like yeah, okay. there's like they a whole string crib thing, right? Yep. Um... Oh. <laughs> Please, it's a small world. Now, a little background on this one. On Brad's OG original bibliography, he did have toys and noises listed. But then in the late uh, 2000s, just for a little short time, the Berensteins put up a new bibliography. And they had a little picture of the toy animals one. That's how I think we first learned of this book, right? If I'm remembering. That's, that's correct. It took me a long time to find toys, toy animals. And I haven't seen a copy come up for sale in years. And I think I actually, me and Brad made a deal. Like we each picked a book. If the other one found one, we had to buy it for the other one. And he picked toy animals. So I found it online. I'm like, oh crap. I had to, I had to stay true to my word, but uh, I bought it for Brad and sent it to him. And then I did find one about a year later. So this is truly a really a rare book. This is very, this is, very this is rare. one that's so rare that no one even knew it existed for for a good a good while. Phil, there's a reason this is at number three. This is uh, we're not messing around. We're at the top. <laughs> we're, we're we're near the top of the list. I'm I'm not gonna try to pull anybody's leg here. This is this is crazy town. Yeah, it says it says grab it no matter what the cost. It's not a purchase. It is an investment. And one of these did come up on eBay last year, right? Who found one? Christy, was it? Somebody found one. Yeah, someone in our group. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Yeah. 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 And do these go for a lot when they come up? Well, again, it depends on if people do their research before they list an item. Yeah, I guess. You know, uh, if like just a normal person who's cleaning out the attic tosses it up on eBay, they might be like five bucks. Yeah. But if somebody right. takes the time to research it um, and realize, oh, there isn't a single copy of this for sale anywhere in the world, um, or they go to a list like this now, uh, they know, like, honestly, you could list this book for $100 and somebody would buy it. Like, yeah, that's what I paid for mine. I paid $100 for my copy. Yep. And if you even look at the picture, like, this is a... Anyone who has experience with these old bath books knows that these things yellow and they get brittle and they don't, I mean, they're not, they're not built to last. So even if people had them, they might even not, they might be falling apart. They might be, they might not be in the best of shape, but regardless, you should get your hands on it if you can. I like that he's yeah, called like baby my, bear too. Like, he's yeah. Baby bear yeah. It's not technically brother. It's a, a random baby bear. Well, as we discovered in the baby bear books, 
though like it's toilet time or whatever they're called uh baby bear ended up my potty and me yeah he ended up being brother bear there was a there was a strong suggestion that this was brother bear by the end of the the ones i looked at i was like oh this isn't some rando kid like they're they're actually tying it into the tying it into main bear's continuity which means that his odd parents that you see are actually mama and papa in different outfits (laughs) <laughs> before they just gave up and settled into their regular duds back when they were junior and Melissa. <laughs> I love that. All right. So that is, that is a, a super rare, super soft uh, a book that squeaks and makes noises, but it is not the rarest. It's still number three. It is not the top of the list. So Brad moving on, what is number two? Number two is the Berenstain Bears Little Book of Prayers and Poems, the 2018 edition that was immediately recalled by the publisher um, like on the day it was released. So the Berenstain Bears Little Book of Prayers and Poems, I remember when this whole drama was occurring. I remember when this was like... There was there was a panicked confusion going on in the collector's circle because people were like, wait a minute, I ordered this book and now all of a sudden it's gone. And some people were like, I got it. And some people were like, I want it. Uh, yeah. And we ordered it off some random website, like some Christian yeah. d- book distributor. So it was an off the map website where I got our copies from, right, Brad? If I remember Correct, right? because Amazon pulled it right away and we found um, a, a Christian bookstore that still had it in their inventory. Uh, apparently they hadn't gotten the note that it had been recalled and we got it before um, they stopped distributing it. And that's why this item is so high on the list. It's a very recent one. It's only mm-hmm. from 2018, but you literally can't find a copy of it because they probably only distributed at most a couple hundred copies. Um, and then the publisher took them back and assumedly destroyed them all. And um, this is one of those books that is just never going to show up. This never. is probably, I mean, honestly, this is the most rare Baron St. Bear's book. There's a reason it's not number one, though. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but uh, there is. this is a book that that there is a a story behind what happened with this book. This isn't just this wasn't just there was a problem in printing. There is there is actual drama behind the story of the little book of prayers and poems, uh, which we don't know the full story of yet, but which, fingers crossed, there will be an episode devoted to this year with Mr. Mike Berenstain discussing uh, the story of the Little Book of Prayers and Poems. Uh, we, we are working on lining that one up because uh, there is there is there is uh, another tale to tell in the history of the Berenstain Bears with this. It's interesting because it did get reissued uh, a year or two later as mm-hmm. my bedtime book of prayer, poems and prayers, and it's the same. It's actually the same publisher and the same exact book, just with a different cover. So whatever happened with the publisher must have gotten worked out. Uh, I don't think it did. I it just didn't? think okay. I, I think some compromises were made, but uh, there's going to be some interesting things moving forward with this. Perfect. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it is basically the same book, except one is green and one is yellow. Right. Uh, if you look, I have I have the uh, my bedtime book of poems and prayers pulled up here, and they are basically the same book and the interior is the same exactly the same yeah. that's correct like i made sure when it came out to flip through page by page to make sure it was exactly the same oh and the and attribution like- is different on the cover to the to the authors uh 
if you look at the difference between those. Uh, the, oh, wow. One, the original says Stan and Jan Berenstain with Mike Berenstain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that eventually came out is Stan and Mike Berenstain with Jan Berenstain. I never noticed that. And I don't know. Again, I don't know the story yet, but I'm going to assume that there was... There was something going on that is part of the that is part of the uh, the Living Lights uh, drama that that we'll be hearing about. But uh, it has this weird like squishy cover. It's not like a cardboard cover. It's... Yeah, it's a it's a cover that you can that you can drop on your foot and it won't hurt. <laughs> is it a board book? Is it is it a book book or a board book? Yeah, it's a board. The a board um, book. interior okay. pages are are board book pages, but but really skinny ones. They're they're a little thinner mm. than than some some so more like cardstock or. Yeah, it's heavier than cardstock though. Mm. Wow, special Berenstain Berenstain brand stock. Uh, does the do, does the later version of it have a puffy cover as well? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, so essentially the same book, and there's wow, and so there's no difference to the interior. Uh, it's just. Different title, different author attribution, different, slightly different cover. I am very curious about this book. But again, I remember tuning into the Berenstain Bears Collectors Group when this was going on, and I had never seen such such confusion and such uh, <laughs> and such just. It, it, it was as if a, a, a big emergency had occurred. And the text on the back is different, so they did rewrite the text on the back cover. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so this is a Living Light series, and there's a few, there's a few like little little devotionals and books like this in the Berenstain Bears line. So yeah, so if you if you if somehow you stumble across a copy of this, if someone got their hands on it and is like, I'm done with it. Anybody want this old prayer book? Nab it, <laughs> just snatch it up. Because uh, I got to imagine that there's people out there who have it who aren't collectors. They just they pre-ordered it from some Christian website and. Now they have one of the rarest books in Berenstain Bears' existence. Yeah, someone from our collector's group, Dixie, just found one randomly. And I'm like, oh, you found the green one. She's like, no, it's, she actually knew it was a yellow one. She found it, I think, wow. on our favorite site, Merc, Mer, whatever it is. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. I refuse to say that word. <laughs> Anything else to add about the little book of prayers and poems? Anyone? I eagerly await, I eagerly await the uh, expose. All right. Well, that was number two. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move on to entry number one in the top 20 rarest Berenstain Bears books ever. What is big number one? I am your magic wand reader. Come read with me. The Berenstain Bears on the job. Dun dun dun, <laughs> dun, 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 The Berenstain Bears on the job, but this isn't, a, obviously, this isn't just a book. Uh, and it's I an believe, <laughs> yes, I believe we've talked about this book before. Oh, we have. Um, and it's one of my favorite episodes. It was, it was a long time ago. It was definitely in the, I'd say the first year of the podcast. Yeah. And cause it looks like it comes with uh, a toilet snake, but that is not a toilet snake. <laughs> <laughs> it is the magic wand. Sp- I, I swear I have a toilet snake that looks exactly like this. It just has a little crank on the side and the, and the, uh, and the, uh, snake, uh, winds back up into the circular body. But, uh, now this is the magic wand speaking reader from texas instruments it's it's the coolest thing ever it's very hard to operate though (laughs) and brad you put up a wonderful video right on the list 
So some yeah, of you can go to BerenstainBearsCollectors.com and, and watch the video of me trying to demonstrate how this thing works. But uh, you have to have a really steady hand. Yeah. <laughs> now, what makes what... this number one? Well, uh, a couple things. The first thing is that the actual magic wand reader is extremely rare and hard to find. It's more rare than the book itself. You can find, if you do a little bit of searching, you can find a copy of the actual book, uh, The Berenstain Bears on the Shop. And I need to point out, though, this is the, the Texas Instruments Magic Wand Speaking Library version because there's lots of different versions of on the job mm -hmm. this you have to get this version and the interior pages then have all of these barcodes underneath the text and then the the book isn't really complete unless you have the reader that's what makes it rare to hear the computer speak the text of the book to you um but it's also just really cool because it shows the continuity of the um the franchise and how all of these books are actually based on he bear she bear there's mm -hmm. jobs around town there's at work on the job two different versions of on the job but they all go back to it's basically the same original story as he bear she bear from 19 what 69 or yeah, whatever. That's an early book yeah and they're nice heavy books there's also another one in the series olympics so they came out mm. with two of these yep and i believe olympics was called something else hasn't that been published under several titles uh olympics it, well there's there's olympics and there's the olympics uh coloring book but coloring it's book. basically the same story as ready get set go that's right that's what yeah. it was yeah uh so this is fascinating because it's really the the accoutrement of the of the book and not the book itself that makes it so rare. It's kind of like the uh, the Atari twenty six hundred stuff because yeah. there's this accessory that only has a few things that go along <laughs> with it and that is super rare as well. Yeah, exactly, and and that's and also it's just the the curiosity of the uniqueness of this book that it's like really different and it has these accessories that go along with it um is that this is like remember this isn't just the 20 rarest books it's also the 20 most unusual books right um and this is definitely so unusual and finding <laughs> the actual reader is so rare yep um and it's, it's the least it's the least warm reading voice you've ever experienced it's so bad but again remember this came out in what 1984 83 yeah um this is very early like um you know uh they they didn't have that nuance to the computer it's the traditional yeah. i am a robot i am yeah. reading a story it sounds like a speak and spell. Like it sounds yep. like speak and spell is reading you a book. And we all know that speak and spell didn't have the warmest voice. And speak and spell was also made by Texas Instruments. Right, right. Yeah. And I do want to add, like one day I was at home and I get this package in the mail from uh, from Minnesota. So I'm like, what the hell is this? And Brad surprised me and, and bought me one of these readers and sent it to me in the mail. Aww. So Brad, you're the best. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Me and my roommate I... sat with that for hours. <laughs> Okay, I just, I want to, okay, what you were saying, Phil, about, like, not having any expression. So, I'm going to take, like, the phrase, work can be fun, right? Like, that's that's pretty, like, nice. Like, let's listen to how uh, he says it. Oh. Work can be fun. I believe that. <laughs> that sounds like something you're forced to listen to as you enter the factory. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we should start talking like that. <laughs> Where it can be fun. Fine. Uh, so yeah, this is. But yeah, as we, I th believe, as we discussed in the episode, this was of course early technology. This was yes. at the time. This was super cool. There were also the there were the books you got that came with the little like 
the little device that was kind of shaped like a computer mouse that you set down on a disc that was built into the page. It kind of operated as a record player, but like the disc had the had the dialogue. Yeah, yes, one of those things. Yes, uh, that's called a comes to life book. Right. Yep. And it's literally a tiny little phonograph player. You're right. Yeah. It's like a needle and it spins around and it's a tiny little disc or a record that's embedded into the page of the book. Yeah. yeah. So there was all kind they they tried all kinds of ways of of making talking books that that could that would engage a child and also sort of teach them to read, I guess. Like cuz that's kind of what this is supposed to do, right? Like you yeah. read along with it and it teaches you the words, but uh I don't know. As a kid, I would have found it amazing but also slightly off-putting. Uh Oh, you, <laughs> and you have a picture here of all the various versions I love of that story. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what I love about He Bear, She Bear is that it doesn't betray the fact that this is a book about jobs. It's just, you would think it was going to be a book about like gender differences or something, but instead it's a book about how anyone can have any kind of job they want, regardless right. of their gender identity. So right. I love that Australian it. version, the Australian go to work. That yep, awesome. It's great. I wonder why they call it. I wonder if on the job means something like obscene. It must. Australia. I know. It, 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 it must. It has I, to, because she's I don't want to know. Can't say that in Australia. You'll get pulled right off the bookshelves. So uh, we'll just call it go to work. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's like it. The vacation one became the Bears' holiday in England, right? Oh yeah, because they don't take vacation; they go on they go holiday. On holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they say it. They say they say, "Hey, we're gonna go on holiday," and then they do. They go down to Bristol. I don't know where they yep. go in England, including wow. the Bears went on holiday. They do, um, and that's it. Uh, you 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 finish the list by saying so. There they are, twenty of the most rare and unusual Berenstain Bears books. How many do you have in your collection? To which both of you are like, please don't say all of them. Please don't say all of them. <laughs> well, I don't I don't care if people do have all of them because I have all of them. Yeah, I have all of them. <laughs> but I would be shocked if anybody. We did have a couple people in our group say I have seventeen or eighteen out of the yeah, twenty. Right. Um, because again, uh, when it when you really comes down to it, if you're a serious collector, you can find pretty much everything except that that prayer book and the fun book. Those are going to probably right. the the two that are going to be really 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 hard to find. They exist. They're mm -hmm. out there, but it will literally take years and years and years of searching and a little bit of luck. And a little bit of luck. Little, little which bit is why I'm glad luck. the Strong Museum finally didn't they put our names in their file cuz when we gave them the book like they weren't nearly as excited as <laughs> as we were cuz we're like here's this rare book bow they, at our feet and they were just like mm. They people took a picture of us. People don't appreciate the work that we do. I mean, <laughs> you know, we slave in obscurity. Uh, we get no recognition. No but... recognition. Oh. <laughs> Except for hours of conversation on a Berenstain Bears specific <laughs> podcast. This makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> makes it all worthwhile. Well, you two, I assume that at some point this list will be updated or added to or amended. Uh, maybe a new list will come out at some point with a different pent. Who knows? I love lists. Yeah, lists I work. love lists. In fact, I have a new blog post coming soon about all of the plush toys because thinking more about uh, go shopping, there's also not pictures of most of the different um, oh. stuffed animals on the internet. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> so that's going to be my next post. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to read more about stuffies. Uh, again, I don't collect, but when I do, I... 
I, I, I spend as little as I can and, <laughs> and then I set it on my shelf and forget all about it. So, uh, she's going up next to my baby Yoda merchandise and, uh, some of my back to the future figures. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, so guys, anything to plug? No, I just encourage folks at this point to visit BerensteinBearsCollectors.com because you can not only find this list, but a list of every known published Berenstain Bears books um, that book that is out there. And it's uh, a list that Jeremy and I just updated uh, in the past month. And to advocate for our group, it's just a really friendly, wonderful, welcoming group of people. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, a lot of fun people on there. A lot of posts every day. And uh, and you guys, you guys are not aloof. You guys are directly involved in in the in the in and out of that. This, you are not absent absentee landlords. You are. Aww. You uh, you 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 care a lot about that group, and uh, they care a lot about the Berenstain Bears. I care a lot about the Berenstain Bears as well. That's why I've been doing this for almost six years now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, uh, if you want to find this show, I believe last, this, this last episode showed up late, but, uh, uh, that's, that was not my fault. Sometimes there are problems with my publishing. So if any, if any of you ever notice it's not up on Saturday morning, just drop me a line and let me know because, uh, I don't wake up that early. So, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's a while before I find out my show hasn't posted. Uh, but I am at BerensteinBearCast.com. You can find me on Twitter at BeStainBearCast. I'm always willing to to chat with people about this or you can find me at p cory gonzalez on twitter that's my that's my personal twitter handle and i'm always around there so uh so drop me a line you can also listen to me on pizza toast it's my babysitter's club podcast that i do with christy admiral or uh eventually it's del toro time we'll be going back up uh with more uh short story horror madness so uh join me there guys thank you once again for putting in the time on 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 these episodes i love them i love them Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Spell. And we will see you all next time deep, deep in, in bear, country. bear country. Deep in bear country. country. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. See ya. Bye. Thank you.